Hi, this is Thomas with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And you're listening to the Drop Our Podcast that comes out twice a week now. And uh, this is one where we have a special guest. And this special guest is usually the top podcast. She's coming on our podcast, kind of making us like a super podcast. I don't know. It's like a, what do you call those, those things where all the robots come together? I'm probably asking the wrong person. Sure are. A Megazord. It's like a Megazord of podcasting right here. We've got Allie on the run. Her name is Allie Feller. Thomas always forgets and calls her Allie on the run. That is her podcast. Wait, are you saying her last name is not The Run? <laughs> it's not. On The Run? <laughs> so Allie is a race announcer. She also hosts her own podcast, Allie on the Run. She's a TV broadcaster, a mom, a wife, a marathoner. She just ran Eugene. Uh, she lives in New Hampshire with her, her family and her dog, and we chat all things from broadcasting to racing to what she has coming up next. Yeah, uh, we're we're always impressed by what she's up to, and this is fun to catch up with her. And I don't know, there's a mutual love. Yep, enjoy. All right, today we are chatting with Allie Feller from Allie on the Run. Welcome to the show. It is literally my greatest honor. I am so excited <laughs> to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm your number one fan. You know what we should probably do at the end of this? Huh. Is I think we should make Allie give this week's the check-ins. check-ins. I so. was going to ask if I could, but I tried to play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have to. Uh, we will, it will make people's day. We will get a special... So this, our interviews don't have check-ins. It's our weekly. So you're going to, we'll record them after this and you can, we'll use them this week to plug into the the Drop podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. I'm going to come up with something good and motivating because seriously, your check-ins give me life. I listened to the Drop on every single one of my long runs while training for the Eugene Marathon and listened to an episode during the marathon itself. And the check-ins, like, you just know what I need to hear. And sometimes you do. You literally talk to me, which feels very, very special. So um, I love the check-ins. You see, it was, it, it was all, thank you. But um, it was also nice, like, knowing, like, that I could leave a personal message to you and that you would hear it. So, yeah, I heard it everyone. Was, it was kind of fun. <laughs> okay, I definitely want to talk about the Eugene Marathon and a bunch of other things, but when did you first listen to the drop and why? Yeah. Oh. Why? Why is the big that's question? A, that's a really good question. Um I think so I'm I'm a more recent listener, but I've gone hard. So that's what you need to know. I think it was probably your New York City Marathon recap because oh, wow. Okay. Um and yeah, because then I went back and listened to your recap from World Championships, which is when we met, which was exciting. Uh, so yeah, I think it was New York City Marathon recap from this past year because I had friends who ran with you. My yeah. friend Laura Green ran with you guys, and uh, I got to see you and Megan finish together, and I think uh, got to shout you out at the finish, yeah. which was exciting. Uh, that's now like a thing that I have to do anytime Believe in the Run people are racing. I will make sure to get you at the finish line except I didn't get you in Boston Megan because you were too fast I wasn't my shift hadn't even started yet when you finished so you sorry. were still drinking coffee the um so when this happened so you announced several of the major uh races or do you which ones like give us a rundown of your, the major marathons that you announce yeah so I do the New York City Marathon and the Boston Marathon 
And this year, I haven't signed anything yet, but uh, I will just say you will likely be seeing or hearing me in Chicago. Ah. Nice. That'd be great. See, Uh, and I I keep wanting to run Chicago. Meg's running it. And uh, I'm like... I've been I've been trying to be like okay you just need to do one marathon in the fall not two. <laughs> uh I mean I like having you out there racing so I'm I'm going to be <laughs> a bad influence and tell you to run it. Uh, it's so much easier than New York I feel. Uh-huh. Oh, well I don't so I've never even been to Chicago which is exciting. So I also have a bit of imposter syndrome with that one which I have with Boston too. This year was better. This was my second year uh announcing and doing the broadcast in Boston. But last year, I was like, who do I think I am being here? I've never run this race. I've not qualified. Not that you have to be a time qualifier to be a part of the Boston experience. But I like New York, I could run New York eyes closed backwards. Like I know that course. I know that race. That was my hometown race for a long time. The New York City Marathon, that is like my race. Whereas Boston, I was like, I'm a little out of my comfort zone here. So Chicago, definitely out of my comfort zone because I've never even been to Chicago. So. Well, this is crazy because I like I never think that the people announcing have to have any kind of credential other than sounding good on a microphone and saying <laughs> people's names correctly. Um, yeah, well, the, and I'm like, okay at that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing you have to, like they say, okay, here's the top 20 people. Learn these names. You're going to have to... Yeah, it depends on the race. So there's different shifts, different announcers, usually at, especially at the majors, the people announcing the pros and that first shift, they are usually people who've done it for a long time. So uh, in Boston, for example, that's Greg Meyer. Greg Meyer, who of course has run and won Boston and has been announcing it for a long time. He knows that race probably better than most. So he's a total pro up there. And then after that, the announcer's kind of change a little bit more. So this year there was, uh, she was the Cindy Fitz, Fitzgibbons, Cindy Fitzgibbons, Fitzpatrick Fitzgibbons. Let's go Fitzgibbons. And if that's wrong, <laughs> see, I'm not always good with the names. No, that's but, a perfect uh, example. <laughs> so they bring other people in. We get a media guide, which has all the pronunciations. Uh, the nice thing about being a race announcer versus a broadcaster is we are just talking to the people who are in the stands, who are in person. So by the time the winners get to us. We've heard them on the broadcast. We've heard their names. Like, yes, I always study. I'm always prepared. I know the pronunciations of the pros, know some fun facts about them. I definitely study sort of similar to how the broadcasters do. But by the time they're getting to us, we have time to say, okay, we're pretty sure Evans Chibet's about to win. Just want to make sure it's pronounced Evans Chibet. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm also like, I, I like to be overly prepared so see i would be so bad at this yeah, job that you would You're, be so bad you, you have that is a job i would never want i'm just horrible with names <laughs> i forget people's names i'd be like oh i know that person wait i have a question what if <laughs> what if um i mean so in boston in these majors there's like 20 some people crossing the finish line like right at the same time so oh, yeah. are you like picking favorites or you're like that name's easy to say i'll choose that one Um, No, so I will never do that. I am an equal opportunity announcer. uh, And it's hard. There are a lot of names that are hard to pronounce. Um, We do our best. And I've this is something I've really been working on over the last couple years since I've done the bigger races is I struggle with a lot of and even this might be wrong. So I think for me, it's like someone once told me I struggle with the French name. So like, if you saw a name that was B-O-U-C-H-E-R, I would say Boucher, 
But then you see Kara Goucher and that's Goucher. So Yeah, but that's like mice and moose. And and <laughs> you know. They were Bobby Boucher is famous for having the name Bobby Boucher. Yeah, it's hard though, and I and I want to get it right. And there's a big difference. Like when I announced local <laughs> races, would sound horrible. Yeah, but what was, what did Kara do? Where they called her that? Oh, I know exactly what it was, and it's timely. It was last year after Flying Pig when that family ran with their kids. Oh, oh yeah, boy. and Kara tweeted about it, which also apparently just happened again. And I want nothing to do with that story. But Kara tweeted about it, and some news channel picked it up, and they were like, "Professional runner Kara Goucher had this to say about it." And so, I love that. Yeah, I'm but start I do my best. Goucher. Goucher. Yeah, I'm sure she'd love that. Yeah. Uh, I do my best. I never, I will never skip a name because it's hard to pronounce. I will just try my best. And at the smaller races, where like, like I work for a company in New Hampshire and do their local races, and if we get their names wrong, people are funny because they're right next to us at the finish. We're on the ground level in a tent, and they'll look over and either give us a thumbs up or be like, "Good try." Like people are usually really good sports about it. Uh, I've gotten a few messages after from people who were like, "You butchered my name," and I'm like, "I'm, oh I'm trying." Like it's, and that's the thing. It's tens of thousands of names, yeah. especially at the majors where it's, I mean, we have runners from every country. So I will never avoid saying someone's name because it looks hard. I think those people, obviously, everyone deserves to have their name announced, but no, we don't get everyone. It is, yeah. we have a monitor that shows, so as the runners, you run past a timing mat that's like usually around like, yeah, it's like 50 meters from the finish. Every race, it's a little bit different. When you cross that timing, Matt, your name populates on our screen and every race has different information. Like uh, first name, last name, it might have hometown, state, um, gender. uh, And it depends. Like at the races in New Hampshire and in uh, New York Roadrunners, they'll put the team name because they have a lot of teams that run in New York. So. Any information we can get is helpful and, and fun to shout out. If I can't say your name, I might say, here we go, Italy or Spain's yeah. in the house. So just nice. something, something to acknowledge makes them you. Feel and, excited. See, and yeah. I would want to do the Starbucks cup thing. And this is why, again, <laughs> I won't be hired. I'd be like, it's Allie Feeler coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and I would send you a DM that was like, thank you for doing your best. I know that your job is hard. You're doing amazing. We just want people to feel special. Like we can't give everyone a shout out. In New York, there are 50,000 runners. That monitor is moving so fast that you can't even see the yeah. name. So It's like a ticker tape. So that is when I tell people, if you want your name called out, put it on your shirt really, really big. Like we're up in Boston, we're up on the photo bridge in New York, we're in a booth. So if you want a shout out, wear something cool and you'll probably get attention at the finish line. Can't guarantee it, but that's more likely than just seeing a name. Also in Boston and in New York. I have the tracker. I have the app on my phone. That's how, like, that's how I got you, Thomas. I didn't. All right. I didn't get lucky and see you on the did you monitor. See, did you see Jen and I running running in? Yeah, but I didn't know. So I had everyone in my tracker. So I know when my people are coming and I like to be able to, you know, give them some love. That's a, a perk of the job, I guess. And I saw you and then I saw and I announced you and then saw that you were with someone. And then, then yeah. I like last minute shouted her out. Uh, oh, that was awesome. I, I know it meant a lot to her because she's like, she lit up when she's like, uh, like heard it. So it is funny that here we are, do these things and, and getting a little encouragement at the finish means a lot. Now this is actually a good transition because you just ran a marathon. I did. Somebody had to yell out your name and I'm going to guess, I would say that doing the announcing is as exhausting as actual running in the event. In a different way. Yeah. Um, 
the marathoners are working harder longer. The announcers are sitting for a really long time. Uh, usually we have to be at the race. It depends if you're doing start finish too. So at the majors, I'm just finish line. Obviously I can't, uh, though there are announcers that do both. We have an announcer who goes to the start in New York and then is oh, like wow. with NYPD hustling to the finish. And then he comes Jeez. and does the finish. With I would us. think they'd have to helicopter at that. Right. Yeah, I or like a boat. Wouldn't a boat be Ooh, so cool? Yeah. Like a speedboat or like a uh, one of those fire boats that shoots. It the water. would be, but then how do you get to Central Park? Don't you're overthinking it. You're <laughs> overthinking it. He, he, then he has to rent a city bike and just haul ass up the. I west like side. that. That's a good ad for uh, whoever sponsors City Bike. City. Like, it's City. It's okay. It's City Bank. Oh, City, city Bank. Bank. <laughs> That's it. That's why I was just thinking it's New York City. But look at me. Idiot. Maybe they need to redo <laughs> that. <laughs> Solid branding. <laughs> uh so yeah but we're like waiting a lot so we get to the we get to the finish usually like well before the race even starts and so there's a lot of waiting but you have a team it's fun uh the pro races are really fun and then is my favorite part is like once the pros finish and it starts to be like the 245 to like 415 marathoners that's where a lot of my friends are so that's my favorite part yeah, I imagine. the And it's also, do they give you any, we've been talking about this for years because I love the coverage of like Kona and I love the coverage of like, um, have you have you seen like the Formula One uh, show no. on Netflix? Okay. What about the golf one that's on Netflix? What's Full that swing. Full swing. Okay. No, 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 no. no, no. You don't thing. have to be a fan of these sports. I, I know. It's good. I promise. But I'm thinking if they did that with running, it would be amazing. I also agree that we need a some kind of running whether it's distance running or track and field or sprinting i mean the sprinters would be a no-brainer for a show because the personalities are so good but i'd love to see it i'd love to be a part of it all right speaking of the track and field i know we want to get to your eugene marathon because we want to hear what that was like but before we get there i want to exhaust all the other stuff so you just got back from a track and field event and you've kind of become good friends with chris chavez and uh Merb, uh, kyle, kyle merber uh over there at sidious mag no, not Sidious Mag. Yeah, it is Sidious Mag. I see. This is why they don't allow me to do announcing. <laughs> You're doing great. Thank you. Um, you. You've been working with them to do track stuff. Track stuff fascinates me because I got into running later in life, and to me, it's in a completely different sport than than what we do. There is crossover, and people end up from track in uh, distance running, but for the most part, it's a it's a totally different sport. How do you do the crossover and how did you get hooked up with Sidious Mag to be uh, helping them do some announcing? And yeah. So I wasn't with, so this weekend, so Sidious was doing their own show. I was hired by On Running and I was one of the in-stadium MCs. So I wasn't on any of the broadcast. There were oh, okay. a lot of moving parts with this. There were like so many media people, influencer people, everyone like a lot of coverage at the meet. So I was just the in-stadium announcer. But yeah, the Sidious guys were there. I love them. The first thing that I ever did with them was Trials of Miles Track Night NYC in 2021, which was the first year they did it. Yeah. And that was the year of Chavez versus Gladwell, that Chris Chavez and Malcolm Gladwell that. were racing the mile. They both wanted to go sub five. Gladwell kicked Chavez's butt. Yeah, I remember never that. live it down. <laughs> uh it was super fun. And so they had asked me, and I don't remember why, but I got asked to do the finish line interview. So I was interviewing the winners. 
And that was my first track meet that I'd ever been to. Like I'd okay. never been to a high school track meet. I had never been to a professional track meet. And I was like, do I tell people this? And I was like, no, you will pretend you deserve to be here. You will act like you know what's going on. Uh, and I just tried. They were like, just be you. Like the reason we asked you is we just want you to bring your energy to these finish line interviews. And interviews are just interviews. You're just asking, hey, what just happened? Tell us about the movie. <laughs> what just happened? Like, yeah, yeah. What was going through your head? That was That's the biggest piece of advice I've been given in all of the broadcast stuff I've started doing is for the duration of the races, we have commentators saying what they think is happening, saying what they think that's these athletes the part are going through. Of. My job, I'm actually talking to the athletes. I get to say what actually happened. What were you actually thinking when you made the move? So I always just try to remember... That like I'm the yeah. one who gets to get the information that we've been wanting this whole time. So I still feel really new to track meets. I'm getting better. So this weekend out at Mount Sac was distance races. The shortest race was an 800. So I'm pretty comfortable with those now. I've interviewed enough track and field athletes. Well, I shouldn't say track and field. I've interviewed enough track athletes. But these are people who race on the roads too. They're athletes I've gotten to know like me asking Josette Norris two questions after she just ran a 14-something 5K. That's not hard. I've interviewed her before. Uh, and it 14 minutes. Jeez. Oh, she, I mean, she's on fire. I'm actually recording with her tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. Right. So, uh, yeah. Just for I'm our just, listeners, it won't be tomorrow. It'll already be out probably. <laughs> right. So go listen to it on the Alley on the yeah, Road show. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing interview probably. <laughs> so I'm just faking it till I make it. I also ask a lot of questions. I ask for feedback. No one ever gives me feedback. They're just like, you're doing great, uh, which is, you know. Is nice, so our, but doesn't help. You went a different direction. So when we... Sorry. We, no, no, no. You went the right direction. I'm saying <laughs> a different approach. So your approach to it was, uh, I'm not going to tell anybody. When we went to Worlds, I was like, I know nothing about track. Good luck. You get to come along with us and learn something about track. And I went to Worlds. I watched it. I still know very little about track. I know... I mean, I was at the New Balance indoor track the one time. And I was like, why are they doing eight laps for a mile? They're like, there's a 200 meter Indoor track. track. But I, I didn't like, know that. Oh. I mean, I've learned that as I've gone. And I think it's good to ask those questions. And that's why, like, you asked about Kyle Merber. So I've been bringing him on my show and doing the, this series of episodes that's everything you want to know about running. So we did a whole episode that was people's questions about the business of running. Then we just did a whole one that was like questions about track and field. And it's like... Hey, your questions aren't stupid. No one really understands this. And the beauty of doing that, especially with someone like Kyle, who not only was a performer, a former professional athlete, but now works in the industry, he didn't know the answers to like half the questions. One oh, of I my questions was, how do they determine lane assignments at track meets? Like, if you're the fastest person, do you get lane one? And he was like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> so they're like, Sure, maybe there are stupid questions, but I think a lot of the actually, things I, that we I was wonder like, about, that's a cool question because yeah, I mentally, I'm sure there's some runners who like coming on the outside, coming from behind and overtaking the other because it's a mental edge. Other ones probably don't hate it because they're behind. And look, I know something about mm -hmm. track. Um, <laughs> coming in from the back, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I so get it. he didn't know, which makes me feel better. So it's a lot Did of you guys find out. No. And he texted, and he texted Mac Fleet, who also works for Sidious and is also a former professional runner and like NCAA champion or something. Um, and here's an example. I don't really know what NCAA champion means. 
I say it a lot in the bios on my show, but does that mean, what does that mean you won exactly? I think they won a race. But which one? It doesn't matter. Just any. But what you did do, and uh, I I know Kyle (laughs) Merber probably won't listen to this, but you just outed him out for not having track knowledge. So I knew he was full of shit. (laughs) Well, he's still my guru and one of my favorite people of the industry. And uh, he's who I go to. Him and Chris are who I go to with a lot of my questions. And world championships, I was working world championships. You want to talk about having no idea what was going on? I was the press conference moderator. I was on the media operations team at world championships. I didn't even know what media operations like meant. So I did you Google it? I Googled a lot. I studied a lot for that role and I was very nervous the entire time. And on the last day of competition, I was like, I think I'm getting the hang of it. And they were like, cool time to go home. Yeah. I didn't watch a ton of it, but I did catch like a couple of times where, and I'm guessing you tell me which track meet this was at Kyle and Chris were sitting on a, like one side of the table. There was a guest in between you and you were the other uh, moderator, I guess, or person. Oh, that was New Balance. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that was New Balance Grand Prix in March. I love that one. I thought that oh, was Oh, that great. was so fun. Yeah, I love getting to do that. So that was, they just asked me. They knew I was going to be there. I went with my fa- like with my husband and kid and, and kid. My daughter, Annie, has a name. <laughs> uh, the three of us went and they were like, oh, you're going to be there. Do you want to do the, uh, what do they call it? After the final lap where they just get that whatever cool. athletes they can and you chat with them. And again, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but you just ask what you're curious about. I think that's well, it just what seemed want. fun and light. Like it seemed yeah. like a conversation. And that was the thing. It's like when you hear press conferences and someone asks the same question all the time. So what was it like the last 25 yards or meters or whatever? And it's just like, what is the person going to say? It's, it's always the same answer. And then they go on to the next person. I like it when they're like more personal and, yeah. you know, you guys kind of got into it. And it seemed like conversation with friends rather than like sports talk. I don't know. Yeah. The timing matters so much too. And that's something I have a hard time with is I understand why things are done a certain way. I understand that we want to hear from the winner of the Boston Marathon as soon as they cross that finish line. As a human, I am standing next to Evans Chabet, who has his hands on his knees trying to catch his breath. Actually, he's the worst example because he was like fine after that. He was great. He was upright. Uh, what's a better example? Last year, Boston 2022, Paris year. She was like, needed a minute, right? And they're like, this is when we need it on the broadcast. This is when the interview has to happen. And I'm just like, I want her to go see her family first. I want her to like have a little celebration and she can come back to me when she wants. And they're like, that's not how this works. So uh, that's hard. Like, I get it. I understand it. I, I very much respect it. And there's a big difference working on a television broadcast versus, yeah, like a Sidious after show, yeah. which is super laid back and fun. Well, I got my first kind of window into that process, uh, reading Des's new book. Mm -hmm. And she talks about, you know, the Boston, the post interview and all that stuff. And it it does seem like your brain, like we talked to Kara and her brain after the Olympic trials in LA. You're not in the, like you haven't processed yet. Exactly. Yeah. So it is interesting. But I think we should probably get to Eugene, shouldn't we? Yeah, I, I want to ask, though, are you so you've done I mean, you worked worlds. You've also announced at the majors. Are you still a road runner fan? Like, is that where your love oh, is? Yeah. Or are you are you no? So not the track is the track. fun. The yeah. track is really fun. 
Um, wait, do you mean, you don't mean for me running. You just mean in what I'm excited about. I right? just meant what you're excited about, but <laughs> okay. is there a chance that you're going to God, no, 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 zero percent. Uh, put right. me on like lane 45, <laughs> a couple towns over from the race. Uh, track is really fun and I really like the atmosphere at track meets because the races are quick and it's loud and it's hyped and there's music. And so I do like going to track meets. But no, I'm I'm a distance girl. I'm happiest at finish lines of major marathons. I, I was just telling someone, tell me if you feel the same, because I'm a little nervous. We have to do we're going to do the uh, Fifth Avenue mile this year. <gasps> Yay! Are you announcing? No, probably not. Oh. Are you running? Are you running? No, probably not. <laughs> Why'd you get so excited? <laughs> because I love that race. Uh, okay. um, if you convince Jess Moval to go, I'll, I'll consider. She is. is going. She She's is doing going. Fifth Ave. Yeah. yeah. She's part of the with train us. to NYC with no, us. No, I, yeah. I know. That's why I yeah, said that. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm running the Brooklyn half all of a sudden. Oh, that's right. We get to see her in yeah. like... In two weeks. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited. Know, so much fun. Uh, Fifth Ave is awesome. So you've not run it before? No. I've never okay. run a mile before. That sounds do, terrible. Do we have to get Allie into our special? Yeah. Okay. What did that mean? Am I... What am we'll I talk, getting initiated? We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. Oh my God. I'm nervous slash excited. Out. No, it's, it's good. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm nervous about the mile because, and this is why I don't like track. So the if I'm running a marathon, I have a window. I'll, I'll feel good between here and here and I'll feel like I gave it a good effort. You know, it, and that might be a five to 10 minute window. In a mile, in a track meet, it's like seconds and it's mm-hmm. it's it's not like you go, okay, well, I don't know what I haven't run Eugene, so is that a good time or is it not a bad time? You know, like what what race course is a good time? But a mile, you're like mile on the track, it's pretty pretty cross the board, that's what it is. Same thing with like the shorter distance. It's like there's a line of exactness that I don't like. All right, sub five or bust for you is what I'm thinking. Um, Never happens. And Fifth Ave. Okay, so Fifth Ave is a little sneaky. I don't know how much you know about it. but Nothing. nothing. Okay, so they always say for Fifth Ave Mile, look at me talking out of my ass right now. I love it. I love it. Fifth Ave Mile, break it into the four quarters, right? And they have markers at each quarter that now you're at. I think they actually, I don't even think they say like 400 meters because it's on the road. I think they say quarter mile or whatever. Like that. So first quarter, you're psyched, you're excited, you realize you've gone out way too fast. Mm-hmm. Second quarter is uphill. Ooh. So the second quarter sucks. That's when you realize you've gone out too fast. Slowest quarter usually. Um, and I'm not saying the right way to do it. I'm saying the way I've always done it. Okay. So second quarter just absolutely gets, you know, Slotted. gets rough, a little bit uphill. Third quarter is a little bit downhill. And you, third quarter, you can see the finish, but it's still a half mile away. Uh, so you're just booking it. Fourth quarter, you absolutely want to die. Just get it done. Oh, God. So I don't really, I, I think see, I just that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you're done. And it's like, it's, I think it's cool. And I think this about the 5K too, is that it's such a doable distance that mm. can still hurt so bad. And I think that's really rewarding. Well, that's the thing. I also, 5Ks are terrible like uh, if you i'd rather i any 10ks too i'd rather do a half marathon or marathon so basically anything shorter than a half marathon and you're out yeah i don't that they hurt too much yeah (laughs) yeah like Uh, at the end end of a 5k i'm like oh my god (laughs) but it's so fun 
It is fun. Oh, I'm so excited for you to do Fifth Ave. Maybe I will come down for that. Maybe I'll bring Annie down because I want to do a New York City trip with her and take her to the American Girl store. I like that. So. And uh, hopefully Annie's legs have recovered since Eugene. I know she put oh my in gosh. a strong effort. And I she... asked her the next day. I was like, how do your legs feel after your race? My legs feel fine. I was like, yeah, no, mine too. Mine also feel fine. She's a trooper. That's funny. One other question about the track fest you were just at. How was the t-shirt cannon? Okay. So all I wanted was a t-shirt cannon. When they reached out to me however long ago, and they were like, we'd love for you to come out. You know, the scope of work changed a bit throughout the course. At one point, I was maybe going to do a live show, whatever. Uh, And I was like, it's on my birthday. Do I want to work on my birthday? Um, And candidly, they were like, this is what we'll pay you. And I was like, I would love to work on my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was just like, yeah, cool. Like, quick trip. I was like, I only have one request. I want a t-shirt cannon. Like, I've always wanted a t-shirt like, cannon. To keep or just to use? Oh, gosh, no. No, I don't want to keep it. I Ugh. And we joked. I was like, what if I kept it? And then the thought of bringing it through security, like, I kind of was hoping hives. you did, like, if we could run with it during Brooklyn. No, but they said they got it on Amazon. So oh. I right, think you could just, like, luck. get a t-shirt cannon. Uh, so... It was hard to use. We went to the track in the morning to do a walkthrough of the stadium, do a little run of show. And I was like, I need to practice with the t-shirt cannon. And they get it. And it's like in a case. Like they're carrying it in its little briefcase. And it has all the like, I don't know, CO2 cartridges or whatever you use to launch. And they're like, all right, you have to pump it and then shoot it. And I, and mind you, there was a whole audience of people when I was practicing. All the influencers that they brought out. Do you know this guy, Jakey, big food influencer? Jakey is the coolest person I've ever met. He is watching me just struggle. <laughs> and turns out the safety was on. Ouch. So, yeah. Um, so I couldn't get it to work, and then I finally did, but I shot I it in the way wrong direction. On a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's like very serious. Uh, so I was terrible at it. It's heavy. You can only load one shirt at a time, and then you have to like pump it up with the air to shoot it. So you're not just going bam, 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 bam. Like yeah. it's a whole thing. So I did it like once during the actual meet. The safety was on. Couldn't figure out how to turn the safety off. Then I forgot to pump it. So fans are screaming. Like, I've never seen people go so crazy. People love a free t-shirt. I'm like, yes, for all you do. know, there's like a dirty diaper in here. You don't know. Actually, you don't that, know. a dirty diaper cannon. That'd be disgusting. And <laughs> maybe fantastic. at a different kind of event, that could be useful. A gender reveal. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. So I was terrible at it. And after my... Like second try of just sucking at this. Also, because sometimes it goes really far. Um, So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let Kirsten, my co-host, I'm going to let her do the t-shirt cannon. I'm just going to throw the t-shirts into the stands. Guess what I'm worse at than t-shirt cannons? Throwing. People were laughing in my face. Someone said, do better. And I was like, (laughs) I'm trying. I tried underhand. I tried overhand. You need a slingshot. I don't know. I I think I need to retire. No, no. We we do this next time. Meg will get on one side. I'll get on the other side. You get a slingshot thing in the middle and you just pull it back and launches it into the crowd. And I want to launch you guys into the crowd. I want to, <laughs> you to sit in the slingshot. A cat- that we need a catapult for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you know all the terminology. You're so good at this. Uh, well, you know, t-shirt I, cannon I, was... I, I went to school for uh, t-shirt uh, projectile um, you did? engineering. Yeah. Shit, it was they didn't MIT. have that major at 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So you also like invented it. See, they didn't yeah. have that at Quinnipiac University. Yeah, it was right it's after bummer. the Civil War. They needed a lot of T-shirt. <laughs> We're also not the same age. That's part of the yeah, problem. Was, yeah, they needed a lot of T-shirt launching. Uh, Don and I volunteered as a as an American. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Yeah. Now they honorary. You know, a lot of NFL stadiums. I do a lot of appearances after I parachute in. Makes sense. Yeah, Makes it's, sense. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, T-shirt cannon was rough. It was a rough experience for me. Mm. All right, yeah. noted. I don't uh, think I ever want to use one now. No, right. you sh- you'd be great at it because you're good at everything. Oh. That is true. Okay, she's pretty good at a lot of stuff. So yeah. we land in Eugene, and this time you're not going to be on mic. Well, at least not during the race. And you decided, hey, I I, I think I want to run a marathon. I watch all these people do it. That's where I'm guessing a lot of the motivation came from. This wasn't her first marathon. No, but this was like she picked you. I'm trying to get why she picked Eugene. Oh, Oh, yeah. Um, You could just ask. (laughs) Yes. See, she's good at everything. She gets to the point. (laughs) They emailed me a couple months ago, uh, Becky Radliff from the Eugene Marathon, who's awesome and was so wonderful to work with. She reached out and was like, hey, we'd love to have you at the Eugene Marathon. And I get a lot of inquiries like that now that I announce of like hey we'd love to have you at our race what would that look like and so we talked about what that could look like of live show do I want to announce and as we talked I was like I am kind of feeling like I might want to run it I started feeling that after New York of I haven't run a marathon in seven years I was supposed to run the Eugene marathon in 2012 it was supposed to be my second marathon And because I started training for it, you know, the day after my first marathon, I got injured uh, and I got really sick and um, I have Crohn's disease and my Crohn's flared. So I didn't even train for it. I paid the entry fee and then it just didn't happen. So so you finally got the entry fee back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I finally got to redeem that. It was probably way cheaper in, uh, in 2012 than they are now. Everything's more expensive now. But yeah, and then after being there this summer, I really liked, I liked Eugene. People give Eugene a hard time. I liked it. I had a nice time. Wait, why there. do people give Eugene a hard time? Well, I think it's like it's hard to get to. I think they give it a yeah. hard time because okay. everything's there, because everything's at Hayward. And it's just it's and it's not easy to get to. I mean, when I went for Worlds, I flew into Portland and then had to take a two hour bus to get to Eugene. This time we flew when I flew out with my family, we just we weren't able to get direct flights. You like can't fly direct into Eugene unless you live Where in San Francisco. Land? We went to Las Vegas and sat on the tarmac for two hours. But that wasn't how we got to Eugene, though. We actually landed in Eugene. Oh, yeah. The little airport there. So you flew, but you flew through Vegas. Yes, Vegas. Like you didn't fly direct from right. Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't think you can, like, from anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's hard to get to. And then once you're there, you know, there's not a ton of hotels. So anyway, they reached out, said, we'd love for you to be part of our event in some way. And what we settled on was, I was like, well, I kind of want to run it. And then I would do a live show the day before with... Uh, Shalane Flanagan, which was really fun. Was it, so that yeah, was the why. I've heard of Shalane. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, she's not competing professionally now, but some people have heard of her, uh, you know, low profile. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's the coach someplace. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Why um, seven years? What was the hesitation there? Yeah, because the last like three that I trained for, well, of I mean, the had six... A- Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, I did have a kid. Were you gonna say I had a kid? Because that's. I mean, a kid in COVID is like you're already taken out. Like. Yeah, but it it actually wasn't so much that it was more that the last few that I trained for my Crohn's disease flared, Mm. and it's like it really sucks to have a dream and a plan, and to get all the way up to your 16 mile long run and then get sick. 
Um, and Crohn's isn't like a cold where it goes away in a week or two. The flares can be really long. Like I've had flares that have lasted months and I had a flare that was pretty persistent for about two years. Uh, I have so, friends who have Crohn's, but I don't really yeah. actually know what it is. I know it's intestinal. I know that it's mm-hmm. um, like one of them has been uh, gluten free since he was like 15 or something like that. And that seems to help. Um, but uh, we also run with another uh, female runner in town that has um, Crohn's. But I, I'm, I, I know a little bit. But can you explain what it is? Yeah, so it's uh, an inflammatory bowel disease. So off the bat, it's sexy, right? Like you're picking up on that. This is a hot girl disease. So for me, the way that it really presents itself is stomach pain, really bad abdominal cramping, and I am running for the bathroom. Um, Surely, at some point in your running careers, have you ever been out for a run and you're like, I need a bathroom right this second? Sucks, right? Everyone in the world. Right. Right. That is Crohn's disease, but when you're flaring, it's that 24 hours a day. Oh, um, no. So it's it's not like you don't even want to leave, or I should say I, I don't even want to leave my house. Um, leaving the house is, I get really, really anxious. I Even when I'm healthy, like I know where the bathrooms are. Even driving my daughter to school on a healthy day, I know my options. I know where I can pull over. I know where the bathrooms are. I know which bathrooms, when she was little, I knew which ones could fit a stroller in them. So it's just like always on my mind, which is also very exhausting. So yeah, that's the biggest stuff. There's other stuff that goes with it when I'm flaring. I get really anemic, so I get really tired. Um, I get fevers, night sweats, joint pain is part of it. Uh, So yeah, it's just... Sounds it's pretty fun. debilitating. It's pretty annoying. So for, let's see, my first marathon was 2011. Trained, stayed mostly healthy. I flared a little bit at the beginning of training, but it was quick and I was able to continue on. Race went great. No bathroom stops. I was like, I'm a marathoner. Clearly, this is what I was made to do. I sign up for my second one. Eugene, I get sick right away. And then from there, it just kept going coming up. Like I would get sick during training. The first time I ran the New York City Marathon was during a Crohn's flare. I made three bathroom stops in the first 13 miles. That was not fun. Is it stress? Can stress set you off? Okay. So like normally when we get anxious or upset or or stressed out about a race or performance or something like that, that can trigger a flare? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All of my flares have been... (laughs) Exactly. So I flared, let's see... uh, Flared after uh, graduating from high school and moving to college. Like I was super sick my first semester of college. Uh. Flared when I studied abroad. Flared when I got my dream job. Flared when I got promoted. Uh, It's like all the big times in my life. I flared during pregnancy, which is common. Uh, So yeah, it's convenient that it's like, why am I stressed? Because I'm sick. Why am I sick? Because I'm stressed. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun little circle. So yeah, th- that was the bigger thing is I, after 2016, so in 2016, I was like, I'm running the New York City Marathon. I got in through the lottery. So I was like, well, I'm definitely running it. That doesn't just happen. And I was like, I want to train for a PR. I've always wanted to run, my PR at the time was 351. I was like, I've always wanted to run a 345. That was just the arbitrary time in my head that I thought sounded like if you can run 345, you're like, you're fast. My arbitrary definition and I did a 16-mile long run and started flaring and never got better. And I ended uh. up I, – I did it. I did the 2016 New York City Marathon, but I don't really say that I uh, – for me, I don't say that I ran it. I didn't race it. I ran the first 10 miles, and then I walked the rest of it. And I was oh, wow. with a friend. We had a ton of fun. We had a great day. I was – 
pretty sick at the time, but um, I knew I wanted to be out there. I knew I'd be really sad if I didn't try. And so, yeah, we made the best of it. But after that, I was just like, I think my body can't handle marathons. I think it's, I think I get to a point where the mileage or the intensity is too much, like I decided there was an arbitrary, a lot of arbitrary things here. There was an arbitrary barrier that my body just knew we can't go past this many miles a week or we can't go past this many hours of exercise at a time. 16 miles was was your marker. 16 miles in my head was the marker. And so I was just like, I'm going to take a break from marathons for a while. And then um, in 2018, I was pregnant, had my daughter, definitely was not itching to run a marathon during the, you know, year postpartum. And then COVID. Also, I'm just going to be honest with you. I spend a lot of time at marathon finish lines. And while the two of you look amazing, (laughs) most people cross finish lines and they don't look so good. It doesn't make me want to do it. Maybe if I saw people at mile three, I'd be like, that looks fun. But at a finish line, I'm like, ooh, looks hard. Like, good for you. Congrats. But like, there's bodily fluids everywhere at a finish line. I don't know. So it took a while to feel that itch. And then I finally started feeling it after the New York City Marathon in the fall. And the opportunity presented itself to scratch the itch. So I did. What did you change or if you did change anything in this training cycle that you think helped keep you healthy? Yeah, that was my biggest concern. So I worked with a coach, Caitlin Goodman, and I said to her going into it of, hey, I'm really nervous. I thought going into this, I wasn't I wasn't focused on a time. I was like, I just want to run it. I just want to stay healthy and run this. So at the time, I was running like eight miles a day, doing the occasional 10-miler or half marathon on a weekend. So I was like, I already have the base mileage. I don't want to increase intensity. Like, I don't want to do speed work. I don't want to do any of that, which I did end up doing. But um, (laughs) I think I should go back. I didn't ever check my weekly mileage during training, which I always used to when I was just on my own. But training, I was like, she's just going to tell me what to do. And so I don't think I ever went over 50 miles a week uh, or close to it. And I was doing more than that when I was running on my own. So I think that it was just really keeping the mileage and intensity in check. I was resting more. I used to take like not many rest days. And I was always taking at least one plus one cross training day during training. I worked with Megan Featherston and that helped a ton because, yeah, that, I was going to say that's interesting to me because with you having Crohn's disease, I, I, I forget that Megan worked in a hospital and everything. So she's probably pretty familiar with helping people with Crohn's disease. Wait, were you able to get like a special, um, I don't know if diet or, or like get you on track with stuff that would help minimize the flare ups? Yeah. So I think for me, this is kind of, I mean, she was able to help me identify like because I kept a food log for her. And I would be like, couldn't sleep last night, felt really bloated, which may or may not be Crohn's related. That could just be human related. And she's like, yeah, we identified like high fat stuff, which is kind of common sense, but I needed someone pointing this out to me. Uh, Like, that's not agreeing with you. Or we noticed that when I was eating onions a lot, I tended to not feel well. So she was able to help with that. Also, and I always make bathroom stops on my runs. Doesn't matter the distance. I always make bathroom stops. That's just my normal. I was always running on an empty stomach, including racing on an empty stomach. And she was like, I think you're going to feel better if we fuel you. Uh, Game changer. Like eating before every run, eating graham crackers in my bathroom before a 4 a.m. run. 
And that helped a ton. Like I felt so much better. I just assumed the opposite would be true. That if I was running on empty, there was nothing to get out. Whereas I felt so much better when I was actually taking stuff in. I mean, she's so mean, had me taking gels every 30 minutes. Like, how dare she? Uh, and it worked. I mean, even though the race didn't totally go as I would have hoped, like I had a hard time in the later miles, it was it was my legs. It was never a lack of energy. I never felt like I was bonking every long run. I felt sufficiently fueled. And I'm on new medicine now. So I think that's obviously a big part of it, too, is that the last times I had trained, I wasn't on the medicine I'm on now. So all those factors. When you got to that 16 miler or your first one in this training cycle, how nervous were you? <laughs> um, super nervous. Yeah. I was I was like, this is where it could all unravel. Um, and I tried not to think about it too much. I tried to stay very like, just do today's run. Don't worry about what next week is gonna look like. Um, I was super nervous. I was I was more proud of that one than any other long run. And it was my best long run of the whole training cycle. Like mm. I ran this eight mile loop in the next town over that I really like. I ran it twice and I like ran it fast. I felt great. I wasn't trying to run it fast. I just felt so good. Like those perfect long runs that we dream about. Like I was running happy when it was done. I was like, I could keep going for 10 more miles maybe. Uh, yeah, I was really proud. And even now looking back, I'm like, I got past the 16 miler. And like, and I got to race day and stayed healthy, which that feels like a really big, that was my biggest goal was to see if I could do it. Could I, can my body run marathons? I All right. Can. So you did, you did it. Did for two things. Did anybody yell out your name when you crossed the finish line? Okay. This is terrible. All the things <laughs> that I tell people to do. I'm like, when you get to that finish line, we don't want you looking at your watch. We want your arms raised in triumph. We want that proud finish line photo. In my finish line photo, I look like I got whacked in the face with a shovel. It's not good. Like, it's so bad. And multiple. It's not like, yeah, but you got the one good shot. No. I was, like, dragging across the line. Like, tops of my toes dragging on the ground. Um, I think... So I went back and watched. Someone sent me, like, the video because they live stream the finish line mm -hmm. and I think they don't announce you when you cross the finish line I think you're announced in stadium when you get onto the track so you're on the track for like 200 uh, meters maybe yeah so it sounded like he announced and now on the track Allie Feller from West New York New Jersey which I don't know why they have that as my location because I've not lived there since 2016 that's so, like my phone when it, my phone will do weird shit like that <laughs> yeah um but like I registered for this race five months ago yeah but they probably had the 2012 yeah they had the 2012 entry but I didn't live there in 2012 doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I wish I had heard that because that to me is funny. And then multiple okay. people were like, there's a West New York, New Jersey. And I was like, yes, there is. Yeah. So. Pennsylvania is the worst for like Ohio, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, but, a lot of confusing places. Yeah. But no, I didn't hear my name get announced. I didn't raise my arms in triumph. I did not get a good finish line photo. So All right. That sucks. It. <laughs> it's but, okay. But it's okay. somebody hitting you in the face with a shovel. I'm sorry about that. I did not know that yeah. the Oregonians were so mean. That's what they do. That's but, how they yeah. greet you. Yeah, it's, it's probably because they're miners legend. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Panning for gold. <laughs> um, exactly. Yep. Yeah. They found it. <laughs> All right. So, and then you said in a post on Instagram, you're, you scratch the itch. You don't think you want to do another one. Now, I feel like that was premature. I think well, that, we are. We also need to mention this was a PR, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, 10 minute PR. 10 minute, That's, 10 second oh, PR. Oh, 10 minutes PR. That's huge. Yeah. That is a big one. Yeah, I, it doesn't I, feel like a big deal. Isn't Like, I don't know why. I think it's because my PR is from 2012 and I haven't been like trying recently. I think, I don't know how this sounds. I think I just knew I could do it. Like I yeah. knew something would have to go pretty wrong on race day. Like I'm a different runner now. My fitness is different. I was like pretty confident. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm a, I'm not like, yes, I am 10 minutes faster than I was in 2012, but it's more of like, I'm a 341 marathoner today or I was on that day. I don't know. I like it. But you, you, were, you don't sound, yeah, you sound almost disappointed. Like yeah, what, what, did you what was want? your goal going in? I'm I'm not disappointed. I feel like I I don't want to say I don't care. I thought that I would care more. Um I think I would have been freaking out more if it were in the 330s, if I'm being honest. Uh right. the so it's time a Yes, yes. I can admit that. Yes. I would have liked we wanted to go sub 335. She wanted me running eight to eight ten. And I mean, my coach said, she's like, I think you are in shape to be a 325 marathoner. That's not what we're going to try to do in Eugene. It's your first marathon in seven years. But I think if we stick with this marathon thing, you are capable of a 325 marathoner, a 325 marathon. I laughed in her face. She did not like that response. Um, It just like came out. I was like, I'm so sorry. I trust you. (laughs) Um, So the plan was try to run eight, eight tens. It was nothing fancier than that. It was that should hopefully feel comfortable for the first 10. Second 10, dial in, stay on that pace. Last 10K, if you can pick it up, pick it up. Spoiler. I didn't pick anything up except the gel that I dropped. And that's when my leg seized and I had to start walking. So didn't totally go. But I, yeah, sub 345, I would be happy. Well, PR, I'd be happy with. Anything sub 351, automatically happy. Anything under 345, also going to be happy. So we checked those boxes, which is great. And I am happy. Something about 339 sounds cooler than 341. It's back to the 345. (laughs) I know. And then knowing that like, yeah, the plan would have brought me in under 335. And I say that with with an asterisk because 335 for my age is a BQ. Mm. But no part of me cares about the BQ part. Um, which people don't believe. People are like, you're secretly trying to BQ. I was like, I'm openly trying to run 335. It's yeah. not a secret. I just know I'm never going to run Boston. I like working Boston. So I felt like I had to keep putting that disclaimer on it that like, yes, I would like to run 335. And a BQ is a bit arbitrary for me because I want to, unless they don't ask me to work it again, then yes, I'd like to qualify so I can run it. All right. So, I was going to say never say never. Yeah. Uh, the, you'll Fair. run it one day. Yeah. All right, so yes. So, in, I said I was never going to do another one yes. because in that moment I was satisfied. And then 45 minutes later, I was like. <laughs> Wait, you posted that and then 45 minutes after you posted it? Oh, it was same day for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I came around real quick. Yes. I mean, I'm telling you, we could have a lot of fun going for that 335. When and where? I see. I think I want to do Eugene twenty twenty four. I think if I'm going to try again, it was of course also, that nice. I really liked it. I had a really nice time. Um, Brian liked it there. Annie had a blast. So I think I could get them to come back out. Maybe I also am like I scratched the itch of like I'm going to run a f- marathon and have my family at the finish. Like next time I can just go and do it. Uh, it doesn't need all the fanfare. Stress-free. But um, I re- I did really like it, and I like the idea of like 
bettering my time on that course. Uh, and now, now there's a stupid part of me that's like, are there any marathons in like two weeks? Like yeah. I've got the fitness. Exactly. Can we just turn this around and get it done? I think you should. So dumb. Just run you Brooklyn guys do this twice. all the time. <laughs> run Brooklyn twice? Yeah. Or just run it back. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Uh, so, Brooklyn, I will be jogging, like fun running. Well, it sounds like you wanted to do close to your marathon pace. Well, that's more of just like, I feel like asking Jess Moval to go any slower than that is <laughs> going to be hard for her. So it's like, if I can hang with Jess at like 8, 830s for Brooklyn, fine. But Brooklyn's not for a time. Brooklyn is like... For a good time. It's for a good time. Exactly. All right. I, I would love, if you guys want, I would love to run with you guys. Yeah. Um, I would love that. It, Are you going to commentate the whole time? Yeah, well, no, I'm going to, Allie's going to have to do all the talking. Oh. I will entertain you. So have you run Brooklyn before? No. I have not. Oh my gosh. And I will bring all my fun facts. Ask Megan. The one problem, I'm not much of a talker. Thomas is not good to run with. He I'm doesn't not, I don't, say anything. Neither do I. Wait, I'm a listener. I'm not, I'm not good to run with. I'm saying like if you're going to have like a fun social run, like you're not that guy. I don't know. Jen, Jen, but I'm Jen not that person either. Yeah. I'm not a talker either. I like running buddies who will entertain me. That's why I like listening to your podcast. Oh, All right. Okay. So when we went, actually, you know, we did a fair amount of talking. When I, I ran the Donna half with um, mm-hmm. Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Hind. Hind. Yeah. And we had a great time. Like we mm-hmm. just chatted and talked and did did the whole thing. And it actually helped it go by pretty quickly. I don't, I forget our time, yeah. but it wasn't, it was respectable. I don't think yeah. it was. Uh, and we, neither one of us felt like we were like racing. Just that's like, what I want. That's what I'm going yeah. for uh, is just fun. Because also then I think I'm on like a train at 2 p.m. or something. So I got to haul ass out of Coney Island. Uh, yeah. 2 p.m. Where are you, yeah, where are you going? It's, I got to come back home. I'm in New York. I go down on like Tuesday night. I'm there all week. Mm. So how does this is a hard month it, for our family. <laughs> what, you, are, what are you doing? In I am. Yeah, I'm doing stuff with. New York Roadrunners. I'm doing, uh, we're doing a whole video segment about the pre-party, doing all these like interviews, just like a video package. And then Trials of Miles while I'm in town, which you guys should come to on Friday night because it's a track meet and it's fun and I will be there and Jess might come unless she's doing stuff with you guys. So (laughs) just putting it out there that if you want to go to a track meet on Friday night, it's really fun. And a lot of people do that. People go to the track meet and then run Brooklyn in the morning. Right, hmm. we might have to do that. I mean, yeah. we did, yeah. I mean, it wasn't right after, but the New Balance track thing was during the Boston week last time. But you didn't go to it, did you? No. Well, yeah, you did. We watched Brandon. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. It was fun to like go watch track and then go run. It like pumped. Yeah. You oh up. yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's fun. It's different. You get to be a spectator. Otherwise, like, what am I going to do? Sit around? Like, I mean, I'm not going to be nervous for Brooklyn. But like, what else are you going to do? Eat bagels? You can eat bagels at the stadium. Yeah. Do you cocktail? The night before a race? No, no, not. <laughs> I'm saying after race. Oh, yeah, mimosa. Or yeah, so Brooklyn, they it's beers and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And hot dogs? Yeah. All right. And you Yeah, the hot dogs I don't No, not the hot dogs. Not the hot dogs. I have Lyme <laughs> <Wednesdays>. disease. <Sorry. laughs> okay. Do you, no. yeah. It's a uh, long ride back from Coney Island. <laughs> That's what I will say. And you are on a subway with nowhere to go. So yeah. I, I have to play that one pretty carefully. Oh, geez. That would be such an extra stressor. 
Yeah, that's my whole life. That's my life. Uh, Mm. When I lived in New Jersey and I would run the Brooklyn half because I've always just run it for fun. I think I tried to race it one year. I did. I I ran well one year. Every other year, I just run it for fun. And when we lived in Jersey, Brian came and brought Annie. And so they drove and they parked in Coney Island and they drove me home. And he brought me a box of um, brownie bites one year. And I wore a towel in the car and I ate brownie bites. It was awesome. That Uh, sounds ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if he's available. Him. Yeah. Let him know we need a ride. <laughs> All right, so so. You, you've run this one several times before. Mm-hmm. Why, don't we, why don't you give some tips? Uh, yeah. So starts with an out and back. Uh, starts at like around the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. Is that and Prospect you'll be, Park? You'll be VIP, right? Because, yeah. So you get to start like in the Botanical Garden uh, with the indoor bathrooms, which is really fun. And that's where... Uh, the elite runners, they don't have a pro field for Brooklyn, you know, but it's fun. She knows where the bathrooms are. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's that's why I'm a fit for your show. When you did your uh, Boston recap and it was all bathrooms, I was like, I couldn't have been a bigger fan. <laughs> and now here we are. Um, also, just so many questions about the condom story. Have we solved it? No, but you did get the follow-up that somebody messaged. Yeah. Yeah, but that- I think that's so stupid. Also... Let me just be, let me do my PSA. If you are grown up enough to be having sex, you are grown up enough to leave a condom in the trash for someone you don't know Right. Like, I would be way more concerned leaving it at a private party filled with runners that I know. I don't buy that. Uh, I, I, think I don't that either. The, I think that the deed and the whole situation happened in one spot. I do too. And I also feel like who and for those listening, we <laughs> there was a condom found in a bathroom at an event during Boston, and it was after a group run. And the whole thing is, we think we're trying to come up with why would that possibly happen? Because if you're because they're having couple, an affair, someone's right. cheating on someone for sure. Because a they're using a condom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, which is great, which is yeah. great, but something, something, something a little slutty was happening. And Meanwhile, Allie's outside the bathroom having to go. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are you doing in there for so long? And why is it so loud? <laughs> uh, you better yeah. not be throwing a condom in the trash can. <laughs> I don't care where you throw it. I got to poop. <laughs> I don't care if you guys uh, watch. What was the question? Yeah. We were we were talking about Brooklyn because okay right I've yeah, heard <laughs> I've heard that it's really fast and flat mm-hmm. and then I've heard it's not that at all it's not flat the first half's not flat second half's flat uh, so first half you're gonna do an out and back which I love because it's like an out and back where all oh, that separates you you get to see everyone I always get really dizzy because I'm people watching so much so like Thomas we're gonna see Megan and it's I gonna be that. really fun that so Megan. Tokyo. So you want to hug the left side of the road on the out and back because then you see all your friends. I always just cry for like the entire first three miles because I, I don't know, I'm an emotional runner, which is surprising. So it's really fun. You see everyone that you know in the out and back. So the first three miles fly by. You run through Grand Army Plaza at mile fill in the blank. This is not being fact checked, I'm guessing. So at some point you run through Grand Army Plaza. That's fun. It looks like the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Okay. So that's exciting. That's it. That's um, Prospect Park, right? Yeah, it's right outside Prospect Park. Then you run into Prospect Park. Prospect Park is a loop. There's one significant hill. hill. Um I don't think it's that bad. Uh, I did it's a early 10 enough in the race. There and we had to do it 
three times, I think. That or, sucks. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. You're only going to do it once. And there's a really nice downhill afterward. Hill. And then you exit the park. And there's usually a lot of people cheering when you exit the park. There's usually porta potties there as well. They have porta potties every mile. Um, but I've used that one before during the race. Okay. Uh, and then you're out on Ocean Parkway. And this is the part where some people like it flat and fast. On a hot day, it's really hard because there's no shade. Uh, you can try to hug the left side of the street and there's like a few trees, but no consistent shade. Um, and same on like our rainy day, which Brooklyn, it rains a lot on Brooklyn day. You're just out in the elements. So just know you're going to be... Uh, Try not to look at the signs for the streets because they are alphabetical and they do count down. And when you look up and you're like, I should be, I forget if it goes Z to A or A to Z or whatever it is. I just know that like, you're never where you think you are, where you want to be. Uh, it's a little bit quieter, less spectators, but a lot of the local run crews come out and cheer. Like the New York community is pretty good. And then there's a, the worst part of the Brooklyn half, in my opinion, is the hard left turn that you make to get up onto the boardwalk because it's like this narrow. Mm. And so it's just like, can be a bit of a bottleneck. And then you make the right turn onto the boardwalk. The boardwalk is fun. It's exciting. Watch out for the nails on the boardwalk. You're running on a boardwalk. Um, So you're on like wooden planks. Uh, But it's fun. It's a really great finish line. You've got the ocean on your left. Usually there's a nice breeze coming in. So... Um, Megan, I think you'll you'll rip a fast one out there. And Thomas, I think we'll have an awesome time. That sounds fine. Yeah, that all sounds great. It's a good race. I do I'm like trying, it. I'm trying to convince one other person, Jen, to because uh, mm-hmm. she, she she's like, that's too fast. I'm like, I don't know. Well, well let's just go out and see see how things go. Yeah, that's, but, the, that's the race plan. Yeah. I'm also like, if we're running and we're having fun and someone's like, this pace is too fast, let's slow down. Like, I don't care. All right. Party pace. We'll have to tell Jen that, but. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, do you have a black tank? Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Where the black tank? You I have, have a black New Balance. I have, I have a black New Balance sports bra. How about that? I like that. That'll work. So okay. I'll be wearing the black pineapple colored. Speaking of which, you wore the SC Elite for SC your Elite. marathon. SC Elite V3, not the yellow ones. Jen sent me the yellow ones. I was like, absolutely not. She was like, I love oh. the yellow. And I know you guys love the yellow. I like the orange. I, I'm i not into it. I'm not into it. Give me the all whites all day. I like the all white too. I wore the neon ones, uh, like the orangey, pinky, yeah. alley ones. And yeah, you still like them? Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's what you'll felt wear good. at Brooklyn? Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> not the yellow ones. Maybe the yellow ones. Wear the yellow ones. We can be pineapple pals. Are you all wearing the yellow? Is is Jen wearing the yellow and is Jess wearing the yellow? I I bet I will tell Jen she has to wear the yellow and and we can ask Jess too. I I don't don't feel like I can boss her. I'm so easily convinced. I'm going to wear a minion costume. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. I'll have, we'll have our black tanks and our, uh, yeah, all black, yellow. No, because it's not striped. Oh, let's wear a little antennas. Uh, That'd be so cute. Yeah, I, I would love. I that. am sold. <laughs> I'm in. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun race. We're gonna have a good time. I mean, I don't know. I haven't run since Eugene. Oh, you'll be great. So, so yeah. also, like eight eight thirty might be incredibly aggressive for me. I might be the one being like, "Ah, uh, we gotta, we gotta run it back. This is not feeling so good." All right. Well, I've been getting back into running since Boston. 
How do you I, feel? Allie, Allie knows. She listens to yeah, your nonsense my, yeah. every week. My foot, my foot is it's still irritating, but the rap, the magical Megan rap is yeah, doing, where it's at. doing its job. Good. God, she should be a doctor. I know. I know. I'm just going to add the letters to my name. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, we're not fact checking this. So. Yeah. No one ever does. <laughs> I know we're already over an hour here, um, but I have to ask you, what are you most excited about running wise and work wise in the next few months? Uh, running wise, there's nothing. Uh, uh, I thought you maybe were thinking about another marathon. I thought we were going to jump into something crazy. <sighs> Let's wait and see. I'm not okay. going to jump into anything because I know that that probably wouldn't go well. Like in theory, it's like, but I have the fitness. Uh, in theory, I am respecting the recovery. I am following, you know, Caitlin is coaching me through the recovery so that I don't do anything stupid today. So we're talking on Monday. So it's been a week and a day since Eugene. God, it feels like it's been much longer and I'm like itching to run, mostly because it's so nice out. It's light in the morning. Like it's the sweet spot. Um, my birthday was over the hotter. weekend and I didn't run, which like I always run. That's like the day. Yeah. Uh, so I'm definitely itching to get back, uh, but I'm trying to be really smart about it. You have to be, you're, you have to get some miles in. We're running a, a half marathon in, in less than. <laughs> coach Thomas over here. Yeah. <laughs> the hell, man. I'm going to get on the phone with your coach and be like, what are you, crazy? This girl I'll needs to run. I'll be fine. I'll be fine because I'll fine. be properly recovered. Exactly. Right. You're doing it Thank right. You. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. PhD. Right. Dr. Megan. Yeah. Dr. Professor Megan. Megan. Uh, <laughs> so running wise, yeah, Brooklyn will be really fun. Uh, I just, I love being out at races. Like that's very much my happy place in whatever capacity I'm there. Work wise, uh, <laughs> I'm being honest. So I, I have two more work things this month. I have the stuff I'm doing in Brooklyn, which is tied in with Trials of Miles. It's all the same trip. And then I am back home for one and a half days before mm. we go to Michigan, which is me, my husband, and our daughter. We did this last year. We go out for the Bayshore Marathon. I'm doing a live show with Emma Bates, and then I'm their race announcer. Um, so it'll be really fun. It's just my fifth trip in a month and a half. And so what I'm excited about is... Uh, being home after that and like not going anywhere. I have a potential trip in July, which would be really fun. Um, I was asked to come down and do the broadcast for the Peachtree Road Race. I've oh. never been down to Atlanta for Peachtree and I've always wanted race. to. Yeah. Yeah. You guys should do that one too. Uh, so we'll see. I'm, I told them I would let them know this week. Um, so by the time this episode comes out, I hopefully will have made my decision. Uh, it's just, it's hard. Like, Working in the running industry is the most fun and I love it and I love that this is my life and everything is on weekends and I have a family, I have a daughter. Uh, so what's kind of awesome hard. though is I know it's hard and, and I feel you on the travel and the, it's like every weekend. Sometimes you just want that weekend at home with no responsibilities. No, because then I also feel like you get back and then your friends that you've neglected, they all want to do stuff and you're just like, I really just would like some downtime. But yeah. what's really awesome, everybody wants you everywhere. I feel, well, and that's the thing is right now, and I uh, I say this all the time, like I feel like I'm peaking. I feel <laughs> like this is the high point. Like it, there's no way for it to get better than it is right now. And I feel super grateful for that. And I'm just trying to capitalize on it and say yes to as much as I can without obviously making things harder for my family. Uh, so yeah, working a lot now. Gonna have a chill summer, and 
I say that now. And then uh, fall will get busy again. Chicago, New York, fall is always really busy. So, um, but then also like, yeah, you know, we travel to these events and we do things. We still have podcasts to put out. We still have like invoices to send and just all the other stuff that needs to get done. And uh, our mutual friend, Laura Green, now that she's traveling a lot, she has been trying to plan that the day she gets back from these trips, she takes the day off. And I never do that because I get back and I just feel so behind and stressed that I'm like, I won't enjoy a day off. I just need to jump back in and just burning the candle at every end. But uh, I like it a lot. So I See, I doubt you're peaking. I think it's more the case. Like there's certain personalities in the sport that I think I like. What would running be without Joni Benoit at a finish line? Or, uh, you know, some, some... I love that you just mentioned me and her in the same... <laughs> <laughs> You're and right. We are one in the same. What would it be without Joni and Allie Dina Feller? Dina Caster. You know, there's there's people that, like, have... No, the reason I say Joni, Joni's the longevity of yeah. her. And I honestly, I get it. She's the Olympic gold medalist. You know, it, it's a big deal. But she's maintained a popularity and uh, people want to see her. People want her around i feel the same is going to be for like a cara goucher for a des like there's a whole crop of people that i think are becoming um it's funny it's mostly women (laughs) that are becoming and and professional athletes yeah but (laughs) i mean i'm here (laughs) yeah i i i see you as part the like a voice of new york you know marathon or the voice of boston so like you don't want it i don't know that you want to be shifting out it up that much every year yeah i guess it's more of like i think i'll do these things for a while it's more of just like i don't know what else there is that i want to do like for a long time my dream was being an announcer at the new york city marathon and i get to do that now and i I always want to do that i never want to stop doing that um a lot of people think i like ask or assume that i want to be on these broadcasts doing what like carrie tollefson does or kara goucher does no no you know what i don't want to do study that much analyze commentate like i want to be the fun sideline girl yeah i like the post-race interviews i like working with the personalities of the athletes like that's my sweet spot so i do want to do more of that Uh, and i got to do it in boston and i'm doing hopefully gonna do it in new york this year which i've i've never been part of um any tv stuff in new york so well Well, what's cool is that you do since uh your podcast is so popular all these people have been on it so you have a relationship with them prior so you come in and maybe they haven't met you in person, but they've spent an hour talking to you and hanging out yeah. or, you know, even communicating before the interview and, and stuff like that. So it's it's probably you. Yeah, you don't want to be a commentator and be like their form is, you know, off from what do nor- I know? Yeah, their normal gait. <laughs> like- you can see she's Guessing hurting. what's going through their head. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, the last time I was running a marathon, it was about an hour behind where they are now. But probably they're thinking I should take another gel. They're probably know. looking for a bathroom right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got to poop. I mean, you got that in common with Shalane. <laughs> I, mean, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, though she, I mean, gosh, she in and out in 13 seconds. I'll never beat that. That's like a pit stop for like these F1 cars. That's why you got to watch that show. Bringing it right back. (laughs) Shoot. Yeah. We're back to F1. I know. I've heard great things. Yeah. Um, Okay. One final question off of what you said earlier. Are you a one man person team here? You have no help. 
I, I have an editor for the podcast. Okay. So I record all my little parts, uh, intro, conversation, ad read. I send it off to my editor, Tyler. He sends it back. But then what I do, because I am a perfectionist, is I then listen to it again. Uh, not to check his work, but to go through and like edit out little things or like if the guest said something, I said, you know, just to kind of clean it up. I write the show notes. I upload it. I did put out a uh, an application or a form or whatever like two months ago <laughs> being like, I'm hiring a marketing and production assistant and had someone write the job description. And um, gosh, I forget what the number was. I think we got we got over 200 applicants. Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, I am down to the final four people. Uh, so Ooh, I, I did, um, I did interviews with 13 of those people. I had someone narrow it down for me cause I didn't have time to read, but she read all 200 plus of those applications. Uh, I interviewed 13 people in like two days, just bam, 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 one right after the other. I'm down to four people that I really like. And now I have just had like hiring paralysis because I feel too sad about saying no to some of the people. You want me and to I really. For you? <laughs> yes. But like. Yeah, I've see- got great news. You are not going to work for Allie. But, but the next thing time is- you cross the finish line, she's going to yell out your name <laughs> and try to pronounce it right. They're all really good. Like all four of these people, I know that any of them would be great. I just keep getting so caught up in like, but which one do I want to like be in the trenches Ooh, with? And which we, one do I try? You want to make a thing of it? Or maybe we could make a thing of it, but I'm like, why don't we just hire the other three that she lets go? <laughs> I if you are looking for people I have a stack of amazing they're all so well qualified they all love running like just really amazing people and people who want to like who want to be a part of what I'm doing which is cool so anyway currently I'm like it's me it's my editor uh soon it's gonna be more uh I'm also just yeah yeah I just I want to hire everyone what's this person gonna do uh Hopefully they will edit and upload the episodes. That'll be a big one. Um, There is a whole bunch that I want them to help with. Like, I still don't have graphics for the show. I need a total website audit. Um, There's just so many, like, broken links and missing photos. It just, it's, like, not what it could be and should be. Uh, So a lot of, like, back-end stuff like that. And then uh, I do have a lot of dreams for live shows so live shows are like my favorite thing that I do and uh Kira D'Amato and I have a lot of um dreams uh, for some live events uh, and we is this, are we talking a co-host is it going to be the Kira and no. Allie show well we're doing like multiple li- like we've thrown the word tour around okay. a little bit um we're doing a live show in March in Virginia, which you should come to March 9th. It's going to be big and it's going to be fun and we're going to like blow it up. We would love for you to be there, perhaps Mm. be involved in some capacity. Uh, The person I hire will be in touch. All right. (laughs) So stuff like that, stuff like like event planning, helping with stuff like that, bringing in new sponsors for events, just the stuff I don't have time to do and that's taking away from some of the more fun, more creative. Yeah, I need a I need a support person. Uh, yeah, you do. Well, I'm excited for you. That's I wanted that's... to hire you guys, and you were like, we're not doing that anymore. So, <laughs> Yeah, we stopped doing that. I know. I know. So I mean, not available. Yeah. But we'll help you with whatever you want anytime. Thanks. Let's talk for a long time. You keep saying last question, and I'm like, no, no, no. Let's keep going. 
Well, I'm like, yeah, we try to Listeners keep them to are probably like enough. That's but right. I'm like, let's hang out. I don't mind because the longer our podcasts are, the more like we get people who are always like, I've got a 16 mile run this weekend. Can you can you give me a two hour 35? <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. that was me. I like the worst part of my long runs. I would always start with the drop. And then when it would end, I was like annoyed. I was like, well, now I have to downgrade to something else <laughs> to like get through this. What I love was, that you what listen was, to podcasts. What was your second pick after, after the drop? What's your uh, it depends. So I, I subscribe to like all the running podcasts. So if there were a, there was a, but I don't listen to any of the other ones religiously like I do with yours and like hopefully people do with the Alley on the Run show. Uh, so it was like if there was a really good guest, uh, Des and Kara's I would save for my long runs, but they're only every other week. So I didn't get them a lot. Uh, so I would do usually theirs would be next. And then it kind of would depend on my mood. I listen to the Be There in Five podcast. I listen to a couple uh, like celebrity book club podcast which is weird because i don't care that much about celebrities but i just need that was going to be my next question is is there non-running content that you listen to because i i like um probably one one of my favorites is the um uh the the what is it it's the smartless Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do like that. Um, I'm like, I know every detail of your life Uh, in a normal normal way with boundaries. Uh, I don't listen to Smartless and I don't do Armchair Expert, which people are obsessed with. But um, I feel like all my friends are still like really into Armchair Expert. That's Dax Shepard's podcast. Yeah. Oh, I don't see. I'm going to I'm going to give an unpopular opinion. I don't I don't really like him. Get excited about him or his wife. Me neither. Yeah. I uh, liked I when they were on Ellen that, that time. I'm have, want him to have him on the podcast sometime. <laughs> he's going to run a marathon and you're going to try to get yeah. him. And he's like, well, I listened to that episode with Allie. So, but, um, but I'm a fan. So come on my show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't listen to, I, I also like, I don't really care about celebrity interviews. I like, I like friends talking. That's okay. fun for I will, me. Did you, did you, you must have listened when Anders came on. Uh, so interestingly, I am more of a devotee of the Friday episodes. Ah, I love that. I love yeah. that. The Friday ones are my jam. Uh, guests are great, but I like when it's just you guys. I like right. it all. Um, I haven't listened to his yet, but I liked that he was in the video for hitting 100,000 followers, which, by the way, I didn't know we were supposed to be like sassy. I don't have a mean bone in my body. So I was like genuinely happy for you guys. It, it was amazing. <laughs> I wanted to be self-deprecating because, look, I, you know what it's like. All the numbers and all the stuff, they're great for when we send out our mm-hmm. uh, media, media kit. kit. Other than that... It doesn't really mean much, except for yeah. if you're Laura Green, who skyrocketed in one year to like stardom. Uh, like I'm like, she should go on a like a live tour of comedians. Like next up in Austin, we've got Laura Green here. If you're a yeah. fan of uh, running humor, this is your this is your jam. I want her to open for Michelle Wolf, the comedian, because oh. Michelle Wolf is a runner. And Laura and I went to her show in Boston and like went backstage after and met her. And that's when Laura. It was October, so Laura was like. She was doing stuff, but wasn't where she is now, right? Because it's been so fast and exciting. Uh, but now I'm like, dude, now you know her. Like, you should open for her. Here's what's so weird about this. So, do you, uh, did I don't know if Laura ever mentioned how the two of us met. Wasn't it trained to NYC? No. So oh, then no. We're, we're at Falmouth a year ago in August. Right. And Kafuzi says, mm-hmm. hey, I want you to meet Laura. She comes up and she's got a smile on her face. She's real nice. 
And he's like, you know, Laura from Instagram. And I try to be as honest as possible <laughs> and nice at the same time. I said, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to be kept humbled, though. So I think that's good. <laughs> so I said, let me check out your stuff. You know, I, I, I said, if Kafuzi likes, it, I'm sure I'll, I'll enjoy it. She was like, ha, 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 yeah. And I, I was like, I hope I didn't just poop on that girl's day. Um, uh, and so I get, I got home and I started watching some of her stuff and I was like, oh, this, this shit's hilarious. Um, and so I messaged her right away and I said, and at the time I think she, it might've been like 3000 to at most like 8,000 followers last, this is a year ago, August. It's crazy. And I was like, we'd love to have you as part of train to NYC. If you want to be part of it, I think you'd be fun. I think people would enjoy watching you. Uh, do this journey with us. So she was a late ad. Like we made space for her. She yeah, also oh, said no initially, which was the best. Cause she had eight weeks to train. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. I'm recording with her um, in 40 minutes. Oh yeah. Like we said, hi. What I will. You, what are you recording with her? Are you interviewing her? Yeah. I mean, she's been on the show lots and lots of times, which is funny because I'll get messages from people that are like, you should have Laura on the show. I'm like, you guys, we're act, like we're friends. She's been on the show like 19 times. You just didn't know who she was yet because it was Laura Green, comma, physical therapist. Mick uh, Green. <laughs> Mick Green. Uh, we are doing so back in 2019. Um, and this is the way that Laura and I became friends. We had lots of mutual people from November Project. I did November Project in New York. And so she sent me and one other woman whose name is Julia. She sent us like a group DM, like started a group chat on Instagram being like, hey, um, and Julia lives in Denver and does November Project there, or did November Project there. She was like, hey, we all just had babies within a week of each other. Um, we all do NP in our different cities, or used to. We should be friends. And now they're two of my best friends, and our group chat is like nonstop 24 hours a day. I, so, I think that's not fair. Yeah. There's no way I could have had a baby. I and, know. You know, I could never join you that group. You would have otherwise been in that group chat if <laughs> yeah. you, yeah, if you had birthed a human. Uh, but that's how it started. And so I did a series on my show in 2019 called Motherhood Mondays, where for 10 consecutive Mondays, I brought in like runners. I brought in a midwife, a pelvic floor physical therapist. We just talked about motherhood because it was it's all weird. consuming I didn't, for me. I didn't, I didn't catch that one. You should go back and listen. That <laughs> it, it was good. But they, the final episode in the series was like just me and my girlfriends talking about motherhood the way that we do. And so now the series is back and I'm kicking it off with them. Nice. Um, like Motherhood Mondays three years later. I still feel like we're being punked by Allie all the time. I, There's no wait, I feel like I'm being punked by you. Like <laughs> me being here, I'm like, Thomas is just being nice because I've been so over the top about what a fan I am. Like no joke before this, I sent a message to my friend that was like, yeah, I'm on the drop and I really feel like they're just doing it to be nice. No, I'm absolutely not. As a matter of fact, I got really pumped up. I showered before this. <laughs> me too. Okay. I didn't wash my hair though. I didn't have time. I did. Well, you know, I man washed it. Which yeah. I got it wet. You got it wet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then uh, well, this, I mean, it really is an honor. I, I think you're all so much fun. I learn a lot from following you just about like the business side of things. And I really appreciate that. So. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we is this episode actually going to go out? I didn't think I was I teaching pumped? anybody anything. <laughs> well, it's, no, it's more like Megan. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh my God. I tried to be sassy. It didn't work. It did. It did. No, it was good. You nailed it. The thing is you're sassy and then you retreated. You just (laughs) got to, you got to roll it. Like earlier when I said, uh, Kyle Merber's full of shit. I don't mean that. 
Like he's, you know, I think he's probably yeah. a lovely human. I'm, met. Yeah. I'm good at backpedaling. I, yeah. so, um, I did an episode last week with, uh, where Kira came on and interviewed me about running Eugene. By the way, there is a solid like 10 minutes of that episode that is a tribute to the drop and to you guys. And it's us talking about how we become friends with you, um, which I just remembered we did now. We do so love Kira. Just know that that's in there. Yeah. We talked about it, uh, or about how we love you. And in that, you know, I'm recounting details from running Eugene. And I was like, at one point, we're running the race. And on Priest Trail next to it, Cole Hawker, you know, Cole Hawker, professional runner. I don't know him. I don't even follow him. Like, I know nothing about him, except I think he was like a pretty vocal anti-vaxxer during the pandemic. That's like all I know about him. And again, I'm not fact-checking that, but I'm pretty sure. Or, or Yeah. He, like, wouldn't compete. I, get, like, I, I think Cole Hawker's a flat earther is what I heard about him. Yeah, probably. Your word's not mine. Yeah. So that's all I know. Like, I have no opinions on him, no takes. Like, he's just a person that exists in running that, like, lives in Eugene, which I don't even know if I knew that. So I'm talking about how he's out running on Priest Trail in the opposite direction of the marathon, hair blowing in the wind. He's not doing a workout, but he's not jogging. And I made a joke being like, I think he like wanted, like he knew he was going to be seen running around Eugene. So like, you know, when you want to be seen, you're like, well, I'm not going to jog, but I'm not going to do a workout. I'm going to look good and fast going the opposite direction of the race. Like I say this as someone who, when I met my now husband, he would be out in Central Park and I would go the opposite direction so I could see him as many times as possible. Oh, anyway, it's human nature. That? Yeah, mm, cute. So <laughs> I like made that joke. And minutes before we start recording, I'm on Twitter. And someone tweeted me from an account that's like follows you and like two other people. And it's like Kara Goucher and like one other person. No followers, no picture, no nothing. And their whole account, they've tweeted at you guys too, actually. Oh, nice. Their whole account is like tweeting at people like us, calling us out for things they don't like. And oh. it was like, were they you have call- tweeted us? Oh, so they're probably going to hear this too. You know what's was- crazy is we, <laughs> we don't it, pay we attention to Twitter, but go ahead. <laughs> um, but it was like, were you calling Cole Hawker an attention whore? That's quite the allegation. And I was like, allegation is a big word for making a joke. Um, and I was like, what do I do? Do I respond? Like, I don't want to engage. Uh, I don't like any type of confrontation. And I will regret saying all this to you now. <laughs> Knowing no. the person listens to you and to me. Like, okay, I'm I guessing there's only one but person. But also show that, your face. Like, don't have an yeah. anonymous account. Wait, was this the weird person that commented on our Kara Goucher? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, uh, no agenda there at all coming from that guy. Um, <laughs> and I, I guarantee that's a man. Like, yeah. it's definitely. Uh, maybe. But I, I was like, I looked at that and I was like, wow, you spent a lot of time thinking about this. Like, I don't spend this much time preparing for my shows as you do <laughs> also my episode was two hours long and it was not at the very beginning that we talked about that because we didn't even talk about the race until like an hour in so i'm also like thanks for the download i exactly yeah, that's, that's how you gotta think about yeah it. anyway cole hawker if you're listening i was not alleging that you are an attention horror i just was noting that i saw you in the race and that if i too were as fast as you i, I would, would be an be attention seen. horror i would I, be a- I would just i would look good i would do my yeah. hair i would let it be seen. i'd wear crop I would, tops I would definitely. As a man, short shorts and crop tops. Yeah. Let the hair flow. Yeah. Good for him, man. He's living his, it seemed like he's living his best life and I'm happy for him. And that is what I was alleging. Right. And (laughs) if that guy is listening, I'm I'm ready for, I'm ready for like, I'll, I'll do a a beef thing with Sidious Mag. We can go back and forth, kind of East coast rap, West coast rap. 
kind of like... Who's on the West Coast? Uh, no one. <laughs> no one. Well, what, weren't you guys out at SAC like a little we while We were. Ago? We don't okay. live there, though. But I will claim this the East Coast while you're gone. You know. Okay. Yeah, like I'm into that. But I'm ready to have beef if they want to have beef. Yeah. So... But not really. I'll watch because yeah. you know I, what I love. I love like the moist bread on the outside of the beef. Yeah, I'm. Where I'm thinking they're friends. they're probably nice guys and stuff. So I, I don't I think we'd them. have beef. I think that, uh, no. and I can't beat either of them at running. So it's not like I can talk mm. shit and be like, Megan, mm, I'll smoke you on the track. I don't think so. I think you take Chris Chavez. Yeah, you could take Chavez. Okay, all right, all right, Chris, what's up? <laughs> Chris, I love you. Merber is going to be a tough one though. Yeah, that guy's oh, yeah, real that'll fast. be hard. Yeah, that'll yeah. be hard. Yeah, you could rent a city bike, sponsored okay. by Citibank. That's it. how I'll beat them. Those aren't yeah. very fast; they're really heavy. Oh, damn it! I know. All right, we have no good ideas, but yeah. we'll keep working We're, on it. Let's work. Let's put a pin in this and workshop it. <laughs> hey, how come Robbie didn't want to be here for this episode? Oh, because we always do two people. I know. I know. I know. Uh, we asked Robbie if he knew who you were, and he was like, "No." Do you remember in New York when I like, I know we had met before, but or I'm sorry, in Boston on the corner when I ran into you guys and I yes. like freaked out and was starstruck and we saw that guy that looked like Robbie. Yeah. I still regret not asking him to be in our group photo. Oh, <laughs> that would have been good. You been all good. said no. I would have asked. I really wanted to. No, I w- I'm like always him. up for awkward uh, stuff. Me too. I didn't know you would have asked. If I had known you were going to be the person asking, I would have encouraged it. No, I don't think oh, Robbie yeah. knew. If, if if you want a special episode just with Robbie, we can arrange I it. Think, oh, I think no. you should come down to Baltimore and sit in here with us and do one of the Friday shows. What it, how about this? Can we have crab cakes? Yes. Yeah. We can have I it all. crab cakes. Um, the, it, but when you said March is the thing you're going to Richmond? March 9th. How are you yeah. getting to Richmond? Um... Probably going to drive to Baltimore. There it is. And then we caravan <laughs> all the way down. Like together. a ragger, really, and we but can, without yeah. running. <laughs> and we can we'll do, paint we, the van. And we could do a live show the whole way down. This is why I said I'll, my the person I have yet to hire will be in touch. All right. This is good. And this then is we get down there. A good idea. Yeah. And Kira's down there, and we have a... I guess Richmond, what are they famous for? They got a couple breweries and maybe some barbecue. I don't know if they're barbecue. They're famous for Kira D'Amato. And they filmed an episode of Dawson's Creek there. Oh. Mm, I also miss that. That's important. I think that where they went to college in Dawson's Creek, they used the UVA campus as like Dawson's Creek. Don't fact check it. (laughs) I Zwift in Richmond, which means I've basically been there. I, I did run the marathon once. Wait, Zwift. So, like, you have your choice of doing any like scenic ride, and you're like, Richmond is it? No shade to Richmond, but <laughs> they, bold choice. They put sometimes they put you on that track. Like sometimes you don't have the choice. Now I think oh. you have more more choices. But okay, cool. I, I got put. Richmond yeah, we, still tops the list. Yeah. Kira's gonna be thrilled. She's gonna she's gonna listen to this. All right, Do we love you. you. Yes, hundred percent. Oh my gosh! Oh, Hi, Kira. Awesome. Hi, Kira. We do love you. Yes. You're doing so well. <laughs> doing so well. What a mutual admiration society we all have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love that uh, she runs marathons. So you should I love that, that she's funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I should Did, She came on, what was the, oh, our 100th episode, episode. And she dressed up as an old lady. I, d- ma- mm-hmm. I told Tom I know. I kind of wish that we had party hats for you, even though it's like belated. Yeah. But we didn't have any in the office. Oh. And then I was like, well, we could put weird hats on. But I was like, then Allie's just going to think we're nuts. We so. should send her a birthday package, though. We, we bailed on it. Yeah, I'm going to need your address. What's going to be in it, Robbie? <laughs> just uh, Robbie. Just his fingers. <laughs> <Surprise>. <laughs> oh, my 
<laughs> and your band-aid from the Boston yeah. Marathon. <laughs> My singlet. It's out of the blood. And I'm like, it's such an honor. Yeah, what do you get? Did the blood come out? I didn't wash it. Ew. I know. I, so I where is it? It's hanging up someplace. In his, by his so shoes. So I have my Tokyo, so my Tokyo uh, singlet with the Tokyo medal with the bib still pinned on it is in a frame box. And I think I want to do the same thing with the box. Okay. So if you're to open that box, what's it going to smell like? Death. Uh, no, I actually, well, I mean, you, you smelled me right after. <laughs> I, I didn't inhale. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And that is a Strategic. statement I stand by. I got to tell you, it probably doesn't smell that bad because it was raining most of the time. I feel like it was sure. somewhat, you know, rinsed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Finish lines. Everyone smells good. Yeah. Is, is there in a, Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least we'll smell bad together. I don't. I won't. Oh, that's right. I forget. What an there. assumption to make. My gosh, I'm dainty. Yeah. I'm a lady. <laughs> Such a flower. <laughs> I, I, I'm a dainty lady who just talked about my poop disease for a while. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> doing what I can. Oh, this is awesome. I hope they have, uh, like, good porta-potties on course. Every did you mile. See, did you see our, we recently did a porta-potty catch? No. Okay. You got to go. go to How did I miss this? You can go to the Instagram. You can see uh, Robbie popping out of a porta-potty catching a shoe. A shoe. I love when you do those. I like when Megan catches because she's. I know, so with that with so that more cute. trail. I know, and she is. Do what yeah. I can. Yeah, you're adorable. You're doing oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. I'm All right, we're gonna let you go because I know you have another interview coming in hot. Coming um, in hot. I love you both so much. Well, we we love you, and we and we would love to figure out. I would love to do something fun together. Yeah, so, we got to we got to figure something out for sure. Yeah. I, think, I still I think, think I'm being punked, but I'm in. No, the energy is good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. As, I like this. As, uh, as the track people at SAC said, we just want you there for your energy. Boom. There we go. You were listening. I was. Okay. Look at that. Mic I drop. probably could pr- pronounce your name. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to do a mic drop, but it's my own equipment. So you should get a, you, you could get an extra one that doesn't work and just drop it. That seems like a good investment. Mm-hmm. I would do it. Good, Ideas good, guy over good here. use of company funds. Yeah. Done. We have a smoke machine. <laughs> you do? Yeah. We have all sorts of lights and smoke machines and stuff. Did I did one video where we needed to have smoke and I bought a smoke machine. <laughs> I asked for a t-shirt cannon for my birthday. You know? Yeah. We all have our desires. <laughs> all right. I have some ideas. All Me right. Too. Let's go. Thanks guys. again, Allie. This yeah. was super fun. All right, that wraps it up, Megan. We went all over the place in this one. That one one was all over the lot, but so much fun. Some of the stuff you guys can't even hear. (laughs) We had to snip some of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, Allie's someone who I feel like you could talk to for hours, which is probably why she's such a good podcast. I know. Are we best friends now? I think so. All right. I think we're going to do more stuff with Allie in the future, so hang in there. 